No, show your ID. You're good. You're good. Zoom was like, this is your 200th and 12th time doing this. We got it. You're good. You know that you're being recorded. We're down. We're down. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 212 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email. It, it may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. And with me, as always, he keeps my name in his mouth. Most awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my name in your fucking <laughs> mouth. Oh man, we're gonna get into that. That's wild. No, no, like how how is it though? Is it is it a family setup? Do you want do you watch the Oscars? And then we'll no. get a little bit more do no. the right now. Okay, yeah. So no. Um, I I realized I, I had to think about it. I was like, when was the la- and and we might be when was the last time I watched the Oscars? Yeah. And I remember definitively. We had Dan, we had Danny on the pod. I think we had he, yeah, yeah. Danny, yeah, Danny one. had a Danny had a nice little hot streak coming in every Oscar time to kind of shame me about my lack of movie <laughs> movie knowledge. Fucking right, yeah. you know. Um, but <laughs> I, I think 2016, 20 would have been 2016 or 2015, maybe 2017. When was the whole La La Land Moonlight kerfuffle? Mm, I remember yeah. watching that. Yeah, I, that feels like that feels 18-ish feels 18 ish just 18 ish okay yeah. so so it's been a solid it's been a solid presidential cycle since i've last watched it right uh so it's like the dr miss the commission doesn't bring it up or anything or it's just no like- she's she's less invested than me she's us yeah no it had been 2016 it had been 2016 because commission was like two years old to commission loves loved the la la land soundtrack we really vibed on that i think it was 2016 or 2017 okay 2018 yeah. feels uh, a little late but right. anyways either way either way that was definitely the last time and dr mrs the commission you know she ain't got time for that that's fine is, is it a little bit like cutting the cord or is it just like uh, yeah. i don't really give a shit a little bit both cutting the cord for sure but then it like the movie is like i just don't i don't watch many movies not like you. I just don't have the time to do it. I don't think I saw any of the best. I don't. I don't know like, what. The I don't best think picture. I saw a single movie last year. You're like, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, Zoo- was Zootopia on there? What about <laughs> Finding Finding Nemo? What about that one? <laughs> He's re- rewatched White Men Can't Jump. What should oh, we be talking about? Yeah, hell yeah. We watched that like thirty times last year. Yeah, Maybe. hell yeah. I like that. I'm in on that one, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't really, yeah, we just don't really watch it. I don't know. There's, there's a little like pomp and circumstance to it. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. the jokes have been said, well, not all the jokes have been said, but you know, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to it later, but you know, I'm so excited. Like don't yes. maybe walk up on that stage and take my name out your mouth, bro. Ooh. You want to do that? We got a diamond episode two twelve for your earbuds. We got, uh, we're talking 2022 Final Four and looking at that. You hear about this? You hear about this? I'm going to hit a lot of subjects. going to be a little less ripped from the headlines than Yahoo and probably some shit you've heard about. We're going to do Neapolitan Showdown. We're talking top moments of white men can't jump. That's right. They gave him the screen time at the Academy Awards. We're going to take that momentum and run with it. Then we're going to finish as we always do with their MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're a power. It starts now. 
headlines final four what are we talk about this week brother because it's coming up we've got quite a myriad of storylines most talked about i think is coach k's final run here with this duke team going against uh, a unc team that's the first time that he that they've faced off uh in the ncaa tournament and then uh, you've got villanova and ku on the other side real battle of the blue blood bloods all across the the board here yeah it's kind of weird we got blue bloods all over the place like i have we ever had anything like this this feels unprecedented like a duke ku unc definitely blue bloods and it feels yeah. like villanova is grandfathered in or uh the opposite of whatever grandfather did like the new blood right they're nouveau riche in in the blue bloods you know what i mean yeah. but yeah i mean they're i mean they've definitely won you know three national titles and two um you know tr- you know, two in the last like seven or eight years. So, you know, Jay Wright's really, you know, made that program like a legitimate threat every year. I mean, they're definitely like a new college basketball program. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, yeah, it's, we've, we've seen a lot of chalk over the years, you know what I mean? Where we've had like lots of ones and twos, but never with like the prestige of like the, or the history, I should say of, you know, these four teams, uh, you know, in the, in the NCAA tournament. Well, I guess I wanted to surprise, like UNC. How did UNC get here? Yeah, UNC being an eight seed, right? It's not your traditional like, oh, this is our eight seed Cinderella story. This is UNC. I mean, they they played in the ACC, uh, obviously, and then you know they had a kind of a middling year in the middle of the year. The record actually wasn't that bad. I think they were maybe uh, not properly ranked in their in the seedings. I, I I think they were a little bit better than an eight seed, but they had some struggles mid season. Um, but they famously beat uh baylor i think they probably once they you know they they caught baylor in the perfect time because baylor i think was probably the most like able one seed to get like knocked off like they they had some they had some holes in their armor um you know making a, a title run and they caught them and they almost blew that game they that game went into overtime against unc um they battled back and then they beat a well they to get in the final four they beat seen uh saint peter's which was obviously that was the fun you know that was a fun cinderella story that everyone was hoping for and then you know no one expected a 15 seed no the 15 seed had never made it there um and who they beat between those two games i want to say it was like uh who did, who did you have the uh, UNC had UCLA, yeah. Yes, UCLA. Thank you. Um, which was a a tough matchup for them, but you know, ultimately, like they're 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 a bit interesting. They've they've got size. Brady Manick, the bearded redheaded guy, transfer from Oklahoma, really kind of adds a layer of you know shooting for them. Their guards are okay. Leaky Black is a good defender, and Baycott is a good you know center for them to kind of really um you know defend defend the uh the paint and and gobble up rebounds so you know i think that they they had probably about as you know easy of a jaunt to the final four as as any team there the way it all shook out well after they got done with baylor right 
Yeah, after they got yeah. done with Baylor. But I mean, they, you know, they they played a uh, a Marquette team that they blew out. They ran out, you know, they ran off, and then you know UCLA team, you know, playing with uh, Haquez, who was from UCLA, he was a little gimpy, banged up with a twisted ankle, not much size. You know what I mean? This is a this is nice, easy run for them, and and to get a St. Peter's team that had just upset, you know, uh, Purdue. Uh, and Kentucky and obviously Murray state too. That was an upset too, but still like yeah. those, that was not totally unexpected. I, I, I don't know if, you know, I think like a Purdue team, you know, if they settled in uh, they had all the size in the backcourt play to totally match up with UNC. So I don't know if necessarily we would have had that final blue blood flow for like, uh, like we have right now. So what's the one team that you're kind of missing the final four? Who'd you like to see right now? Or you think deserves a spot? Oh, you know, I really liked, uh, I really liked Purdue. I mean, I know that they got ousted by St. Peter's, but I really did like their team. I liked Jaden Ivy. I think he was great. And I was really expecting Purdue to kind of finally get there. Matt Pater hadn't gotten to a final four. Gene Katie before then hadn't gotten to a final four. So I was really kind of expecting that, um, you know, Houston, um, I liked Houston a lot. I liked Houston a lot too. And, and you know, they, uh, you know, Villanova is just such a fucking difficult team. Yeah, well, Although like Houston went like, what was it? It's like one, one for 19 or one for 20. Yeah. yeah. Three pointers. And that's yeah. the thing is, is Villanova is such like a perfectly like perfect college basketball team in today's era where they're all their guys are really like multi-positional guys, right? You've got Jermaine Samuels, Eric Dixon, uh, uh, Justin Moore, who uh, unfortunately got injured in the late, you know, late minutes of that Houston game. And then Colin Gillespie, who's, you know, really just like their point guard kind of shooting guard. But all those guys like are smart, scrappy players. Uh, both Jermaine Samuels and Colin Gillespie played uh, as freshmen on the most recent on the 2018 title team uh, where they beat Michigan in the title game. Um, they, so they have loads of experience, all their guys are, and they're just really like fundamentally sound play good defense. You're never going to get a guy from Villanova. Like if you watch that team, when they close out on the three point shooters, they're not coming in there wild and barreling to bodies. They close out. Well, they just do a lot of the fundamental stuff that is in this day and age, like they've all played together for a really long time. You can see the reason why, like sometimes the transfer market isn't the greatest thing like a team like Houston, right. Where all these guys kind of transfer into this one spot. And so they just don't have the continuity that say like a Villanova team. That's some of these guys have played for almost six years together. So watching a Villanova team is just like, they're just a really like, they're probably not enjoyable to watch basketball wise, but like, if you really, if you really watch like the fundamentals of what they do, not just like scoring and dunking, like they do all the little things perfectly all the time. That's good. So what makes, uh, what makes the college game different from the pro game? Like the college game doing it at its best. What are we seeing that's not in the pro game and vice versa? Um, I think there's, well, I think with the college game, what you see better is, is you see like a lot of different style plays, right? So you'll see like, you know, you know, famously, you know, everyone knows about Jim Beheim and, and the two, three zone, right? So throughout the course of any given like NCAA tournament run, 
you'll see a lot of different styles matching up. You'll see five out. You'll see, you know, post set like post centric guys, like where they're really just trying to feed in the post, and that's their one guy. You'll see pressing teams. You'll see teams that like stylistically, like all they like a UNC, all they want to do is run, 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 run. They don't want to half court sets are their enemy, and they want to push tempo as much as possible. Whereas in today's era in the NBA, the stylistically we're going to basically see the same thing: corner threes, you know you know, uh, layups, dunks, like getting in the lane, pick and roll defensively. You're not going to see any like weird or quirky defensive, even though they do play zone, it doesn't look like the, the traditional two, three zone or like a one, three, one that we see in college. And I think just from, from that vantage point, you can get a little bit more of like, Oh, how does this style match against this style? And how is like, what are they doing? Like in game? Uh, I think, coaches have a lot more impact in the college ranks than let's say like the NBA does. Well, like that. Okay. Uh, let's get the final four. So we're going to do Nova versus KU. I think we got six point spreads on both sides, but let's talk about um, kind of what you're projecting to see in these games. So let's go Nova KU. What are you looking at? Uh, a big thing is the injury, right? Yeah. Justin, the Justin Moore thing is totally, cause I, I think I've been misspoke on a pot or two. And I said, they go 70, they really go six deep. So now when you lose Colin or excuse me, Justin Moore, you're basically like, you're going to have to go with guys where uh, I think there's a kid, Arkin DCO. He was his younger brother, Ryan has his anyways. Uh, they're going to have to borrow minutes off the bench with guys that really don't play. So someone is going to need to step up. And the thing about that was challenging for the Justin Moore injury is, is that he was really their second ball hand handler. You know, once if Colin Gillespie, you know, was getting precious, they could get it to Justin Moore and he could get the offensive setup. Plus he was big enough to where he could, you know, play defense on their, their, you know, their next best wing player. So I think this is really like, and they're not that big. So I think this is really like a catered game for KU. However, Villanova is not, not going to fucking lay down. Like they're going to play super hard in this game. So KU is going to have to play very smart early on. I think it's imperative for KU to play smart early on and not let any momentum get rolling for Villanova. Otherwise they're going to be in for a long night. I think uh, Ojabe has to fucking take over. I think he really, for KU to win, he has to be assertive and they have to lean on uh, uh, McCormick and their size in the paint for them to kind of outlast Villanova. That's so weird. Like I, right now, like if we had a power rank, just kind of our teams of like a team that's great in the tournament versus a team that's not great in the tournament. Like, I love Villanova to win a game when they have to win a game. Yeah. I hate KU to win a game when they have to win a game. Like, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, in the tournament. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, you know. Have, have you saw any stats on this? Like, what is the stat of just like a, a team that has been like the most disappointed in the tournament? <laughs> like, KU's got to be fucking around there. Yeah, I mean, you know, the pro- I mean, they've they've won. I mean, the, the Miami game, thankfully, they like they took over. So, like, hopefully, you get that second half Kansas team coming out with with Brown and Remy Martin and Ojabe and all those guys, like, kind of, you know, fucking playing in 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 their style of basketball. 
it, you know, if they get a little shaky, this is the thing. Like if they get a little shaky, this is where I get a little concerned about KU. If they get a little off balance or like, they're feeling like, Oh shit. Like these guys are coming at us. Like I, I feel like KU is one of those teams that like really needs, really needs things to kind of click for them versus them asserting themselves into like making things happen, you know? Um, so you know, looking at the scores, I mean, the, that Creighton score is pretty close. The Providence score is pretty close. Like all those games are pretty close. Even the Miami game was, was pretty close in the first half. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think like, I, I, I just, hopefully this is one of those things where they can get it rolling. They need to come out early, get it rolling quickly. I mean, I think Remy Martin, I don't know. I think he's going to be a little neutralized by Gillespie. I think is probably the smartest guard, like, best defender that Remy Martin's going to run into battle tested. So who's going to pick up this, who's going to pick up the like offensive igniter. Is it going to be Brown? It's going to be Ojabwe. Like who's it going to be? Yeah. That's great. Like I like Martin has been one of the greatest, like just kind of like shock creators I've seen. Right. Or like KU, like he just like, he can make points, but it's like, this is, this is all actually the only thing missing that's typical KU in the tournament, which you mean is like, I don't think there's been like a sound, just like blowout win. And it's right. just maybe, maybe there's a weird one right here, and it's the time to get it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's you're you're getting them at the right time. But I mean, I do think Villanova, they're gonna be fucking that first five month five minutes of the game. It's gonna be like set the tone for the game because I think if 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 KU can handle like the just the energy and the rush and like they're playing for something like Villanova's got some something and someone to play for if they can withstand that and you know ideally you, you know in the first five minutes you're you're up 13 to, to six right if you take over you might just kill the spirit right quick and and roll with it but if you don't they're gonna muck that game up Villanova's gonna muck the game up yeah, I need to say that's a great point. Like, and Nova knows the tournament's very confident tournament. Okay, let's flip to the other side. Uh, UNC Duke, which we've never gotten in the tournament. I guess that maybe not insane. I right. I would have seen them in a in a championship or final four, but yeah. So obviously, like, kind of different. Uh, coach K's his his walkout. UNC uh, new coach, kind of new legacy yep. thing going on. Uh, who do you like? I, I I like Duke. I think Duke is really tough. Banchero is playing phenomenal. Keels, Wendell why, Moore, they're why seven. Are they, why are they a two seed? Uh, I think they didn't. Isn't yeah, the, isn't this the most NBA talent on one team? Yeah, I I, I I'm. You, you're asking a, a a great question. I mean, I think like ultimately, did they underachieve during the regular season? Probably were they were they. You know, the loss at the end of the season to UNC was not great, but, um, you know, I mean, they were on the fringe, you know, they were ninth rated coming into it. I think they had two losses toward the end of the season, North Carolina. Oh, that's right. They got bounced early in the ACC tournament to to Virginia Tech. So it's one of those things where it's like, I think that they were a really like strong team. And, you know, they had a couple bad losses. They lost to Virginia, uh, Florida State by a point, Virginia by a point. They lost to Miami. You know what I mean? I mean, they just had some some bad losses early on. Do they have a ton of NBA talent? Probably more than any team on in the Final Four. My guess probably like, I don't want to say combined. Let me think about this. Yeah, I think I actually combined. 
I think combined because you've got Banchero, Wendell Moore, um, Mark Williams, AJ Griffin. All those guys are NBA talents. And then Keels, yeah, they've got five guys. And I don't know if you've got five guys between the rest of them. Maybe Baycott, uh, UNC, definitely no one on on Villanova. And then, you know, Brown and Ojabwe in, in, uh, in KU. So, yeah, so they've got more NBA talent than any all the teams combined. But they had some bad losses. And this is what happens when you've got young guys, freshmen and sophomores that are uh, playing. So, But I, I think right now, they're looking really solid. I mean, we've had, you know, significant wins against Michigan State, you know, Texas Tech, which is a tough game. And then Arkansas, they fucking handle business pretty, pretty solid, pretty solidly. Banchero, if he can play make, get shots when he wants, like, I, honestly, like, I think this is Duke's run, which is going to be insane if you think about it, because this is Coach K's last year. They've got something to truly play for. They kind of, already felt that emotion once before in Cameron losing to UNC. I think that that's something to like, all right, we kind of already have felt this emotion of like, Hey, everyone's focused on us. We want to win for our coach and his last, give him the, you know, the, the traditional, the Hollywood ending. Um, but now I think now they think that they're, they're a little keyed in and little subplot to this. KU was the first team that coach K beat for his first national title. So what an what an interesting storyline in his first title and his last title potentially having the opportunity to beat KU. Uh, a lot of people are going to hear that and talk about that. No, are you are you uh, Coach K guy? Yeah, I, we talked about this last week. I think I, I like him. You know what I mean? I'm not going to hate on him too much. I think he's he's adapted his game throughout the time. I know a lot of people dislike Coach K, and he's fairly unlikable for sure. But, you know, you can't, you can't deny his, like his, his ability to coach and recruit, you know what I mean? Like it's pretty, I mean, he's the all-time leader in coaching wins. Uh, Final force took a program that was, you know, middling at best in the ACC and in the shadows of UNC and made them a fucking powerhouse for the last 40 years. All right, so give us the uh, give us the two wins we're going to see on Saturday, and then who do we see in the national championship on Monday, and who wins that game? I'm going Duke KU, and then I'm going Duke beating KU. Oh, ooh, wow. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, bro. Um, it's fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Get that close. Got to take it. Um, all right, you about this? You about this? That's like this is what I've been waiting for <laughs> the entire time. I know. Right. Save it for a pause. A thing. I don't know if you saw this. Most awesome. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I Dude, did not Rock. see it in real time. I've since seen the replays. Sure. What? What's going on here? What a wild event. I don't uh, think I'm it, underscoring this, right? Like, this no, is... This is insane. I mean, this is, this is television moments, like, top, especially now when nobody has, like, streaming. This is, I mean, this is, like, top, top, top 10 or lifetime television moments. Like, we're talking, like, it's got to be in the rank of just uh, someone else, like, said about it, but it was, like, Mike Tyson biting a band in Holyfield's ear. Yeah. Had, like, the, the, the nipple pull, like, the wardrobe 
malfunction. malfunction. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yep, that's up there. Like this is this is right in that realm. This is absolutely crazy. We won't stop talking about this. Right. This did, are we talking like also are we throwing Sopranos finale ending in this? Right. Like no, no, this. No, I'm this. Not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. No. You're no, talking. No. You're talking. You're talking real live in real yeah. time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. This no, is this is OJ Bronco Chase level. Yeah. This is this is absolutely nuts. This is nuts. Right. Yeah, it's it's the most insane thing. I did not see it. I saw a lot of chatter on our text threads about it. Uh, immediately, like looked in there, and obviously, like the first iteration of this was. And let, let me ask you: When you first saw this, I think this is an interesting question. When you first saw this, did you think real or stunt? I thought fake. I thought fake. So he's you thought happened. fake? Oh, yeah, because I was watching basketball earlier. So like, yeah. I went to bed early because I was like you know checking out that KU game and then I didn't see it live and I looked at it I was just like I saw the headlines and I was just like even when people were just like oh Will Smith actually slapped Chris Rock I was like there's no way this is fucking real there's right. no way it's real and I'm like I went to check it out and I'm just like I'm gonna look for all the fake things and then it's the fact that the the Fresh Prince which prides himself on you know not cursing was just like keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth like back to back like he just he runs yes those, runs those back to back i was just like this is will smith is really talking right now this really happened yes and and that's the thing too because i i saw it and i was like this is an odd stunt then i started thinking i was like well what's if it is a stunt who's to gain in this i get like everyone's like oh the academy for ratings but like if it's a stunt chris rock would have to sign up for it why would he like where does he gain out of this Chris Rock gains nothing in this in this stunt. Will Smith, you could maybe make the argument that he could gain something for that, but Chris Rock would have to sign off on it. There's no way that he would do this. Then I think you're right. The like the the vigor into which Will Smith was like screaming it, you could see it in his face. Thank yeah. God for like the Australian and like the Japanese telecast to really see it because you to he hear the sure yeah. yeah it really crystallizes the fact that you're like, oh, fuck, this is a real moment. And then Rock, Chris Rock's response thereafter, like he is 100% like shaken about this, like kind of doesn't know what to do. Is someone going to come out here and, and get involved? Am I just going to have to deal with this? And then the thing that sold it for me that I was like, this is not fake because, and actually credit to Dr. And Mrs. Kamish, because she was like, we've all seen Chris Rock act. He's not that good of an actor. But when he, <laughs> but when he was great like, great point, great point. But when he was like, you know, when he flubs the like, we're here to give out a documentary. I mean, an award for a documentary. I mean, that's like, this is person, that, that's a person on like a full scale adrenaline rush where like he, he's got tunnel vision seeing this far in front of him and he's, just clamoring to any sort of like professional like chops that he's got just to like hold fucking suit you know what i mean yeah i, I he definitely had that vibe and it was it was this thing it's like so who fucked it up like obviously like chris rock with what he was saying just like not great like cor like super corny joke I don't care, but it's like the weird yeah. thing is, it's like Will Smith is laughing at the joke beforehand, and then like has to like stick up for his family, I guess, and then walk up on that stage and just—it's so weird, like to see Chris's uh, Chris's hands—they're just like behind him. It's like, is does he think a bit's about to go down, and then he gets just 
slapped in the face and then just kind of moves forward and he he almost like uh, people uh, a lot of other people besides us they brought up like the fact that chris wanted to say something and it was yes whatever it was was not gonna be good and here's the thing this is where i've thought about this and i've i've gone back and forth on that moment with chris rock and 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 i've kind of settled on like i think he should have fired back something there's some i think so i think that there was something for him well, to is, ex- it, is it because he had like kind of immunity at the time or you just think like to defend himself like as a man should fired back the latter the latter he should have defended himself as it, it, it not as a man just should have defended himself in some way and i'm not saying he should have fired back with like a barb back i think a lot of people think like oh you know what i mean like oh he's gonna get back and obviously there, there's a lot of things like yeah, you open know, marriage, like open yeah. marriage. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of jokes. You know, you want me to keep my, you know, yeah. your your wife's yeah. name out of my mouth. You can't keep yeah. guys out of your wife's <laughs> mouth. You know what I mean? Like that would have all come out. That would have been, and it, that would have been petty. You would have been maybe been like, all right, I can kind of justify it. But I, I even wonder if there was like, like, and I know it's I keep on myself and Chris Rock, the greatest. You know, you have to have handled a heckler a time or two, and I get it. The stage is like totally magnified, but like even saying something like, "Hey, man," like. You could have dressed down Will Smith like, I just made a benign joke. You're going to come up here and slap me. Like, that's fine. If you want to talk to me at, off stage, like, I'm more than willing to talk to you. Like, save face for anything. You know what I mean? Be like, you know, you should have trained harder for Ali because, you know, f- you fucking, I ate that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a ton of those things that kind of gone on there. But I definitely think, like, you could have said something like, dude, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, you're going to come up here and, and, and uh, you know, I, I would have, I, I mean, I can't put myself totally in his shoes because I've, I've never been in that environment, but I would have, I would have felt like I should have said something to address it other than be like, wow, he just slapped the shit out of me. You know what I mean? And let's go on with it. I'll be, I kind of would have been like, well, fucking you guys, if no one's going to handle this, like I'm going to handle it as a comic, as somebody that's dealt with unruly crowds, like I'm going to handle it the only way that I know can, I can, which is, give something back to them you know what i mean yeah that's a, that's a good point is like it's if anyone could handle it it'd be chris rock that has yeah like reps of just being like and i'm sure he's gotten heckled before like and but i almost want to give a hats off because it's like it's kind of like he was i think he was unsure in the moment of what to do so for he, sure so he defaulted to just like the show must go on yeah, it's yeah. not fair, Sarah. Let's not blow it up more of a thing than it should be. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I did hear a couple of things that was like, at, in that moment, was he worried about his career and the, what he said, and was just like, well, let's just take the thing out of it and just say you like, think, you think he was worried about his GI Jane comment? And his- no, 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 not about the GI Jane comment. But if he retaliated, would he be to what you were saying? Would he be like? lumped in as like that or if i like if i just be a company man and just sit there and keep on pushing with this award show then i'm fine yeah you know and i and i don't know and and you're in such a like swirl like of a like adrenaline emotions you know what i mean like i i don't i don't want to hold it against him but i I do that's why that's why i like that's why i like the default i think the default is his default was i think went back like he kind of had to regain his composure but his default like he could have said a bunch of bullshit but his default was just like all right let's let's just get through this next moment like this is insane but i'm not going to do anything that yeah 
Yeah, I mean that's that's the safest default for sure, and ultimately is the is what he did and the best suited for it. Uh, for you know everyone, I don't think it's weird to me to see like the support for Will Smith in this, and like kind of like the lack of support for like Chris Rock in it. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think I think I, I, this is what I really want to talk to you about. So this is interesting. Um, the it seems like a bunch of comedians are coming to Chris Rock's side, and I, and I feel like everyone's kind of coming to Chris Rock's side because as soon as you open that door of just like, oh, if you don't like what a comedian's saying, which is kind of what we're talking about on the, on the macro level, is right. like walk up on stage and like hit them in the mouth, like that becomes very dangerous territory. For sure. Yeah, so I think that's what we're hearing, but it's still, I don't know, like I, I know that I, I guess we're assuming, like not a funny joke, we're assuming Chris Rock didn't know about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith actual like alopecia yeah right right yeah I mean I would I would assume that I didn't I wasn't aware of it I would assume that he didn't aware of it wasn't aware of it either um, I mean we can analyze that joke because I thought about that a couple times I've seen some conspiracy theories on like the joke itself right like what there was a lot of people were saying like well there was hidden meaning in there because you know Demi Moore was with uh bruce willis and then she left uh to go with uh uh ashton kutcher after the fact like another younger man and i was like i don't think that but i do think that there's something to be said about like his 20 chris rock's 2016 comments about jada pinkett about him about you know boycotting the the oscars and it was like well you have to be invited to be to boycott right yeah if we dial back the jokes leading up to that joke right the chris rock was talking to javier bardem and his wife and basically like javier you better you're wishing that your wife who's also nominated for an oscar that will smith wins if she doesn't because it's going to be a long car ride home right yeah and and then he then segues to will smith and then i was like hey jada i love you gi jane which was not a fucking oscar winning level movie or anything like that did she interpret this as like a not only like a a a shaved head joke but also like a dig at like in the context of me talking about javier bardem and his oscar award winning actress and me making having history already of saying like you're never your fucking career doesn't really add up to being an oscar level like candidate now i'm sitting there saying like oh gi jane too like can't wait to see it you know what I mean? Is she getting it on both fronts or is it, or is she strictly seeing it as an alopecia ball joke? And and that's well, one of those yeah. things where I'm like, I haven't heard that before, but is that, is there something to that? I guess it's interesting. So let's, we'll spend more time on the spot doing this, but let's figure it out. So do you, so we're basically saying like, did Chris Rock have that joke pre-planned or did he just like do it off the cuff? Right. Right. So that's the question. Did he have it pre-planned or is it off the cuff? Well, one makes it terrible. Actually, both make it terrible. Like, if you pre-plan that joke, that joke's not. This joke's just not funny. It's not funny. You're right. It's lame. Right. Not I, funny. I, I would, I would hope, hope that it's more off the cuff or because they dip, they typically have like writers kind of like punching stuff up, but he wasn't a presenter. So he had to have something chambered coming out there. You know what I mean? Did he write it just on the fly? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think he saw it and he was just like, I, I think there's also like, I, I think there's a cockiness with, 
like stand-up comedians like the, the great the crowd work right crowd work yeah yeah it's just like yeah. i'm i can go out there like i can feel it out and it's like chris rock's one of the fucking best like yes. i you and i both love chris rock it's like terrible corny joke and i would like to think if he had any time to put into a joke like it's better than just like you have a shaved head it's just yeah. silly. silly right I agree, but I'm just saying of the conspiracies. I, that's what I heard. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, that might have been more of a loaded one than just like an off the cuff. You know what I mean? But I tend to believe that it was more of like an off the cuff thing. And also, too, aside from the like immediate like shaved head thing, which many women have, and Sheila looks like I'm not denigrating her for having a, a a shaved head or alopecia or anything like she looks beautiful with the buzzed haircut. Like it's not the first time that women have gone and done that. I get. Like that there's some stuff about, you know, like not wanting to make fun of somebody. But if he truly didn't know, if Chris Rock didn't know, like, could we sit there and say, like, is G.I. Jane obviously the shaved head thing? But isn't there like something about like, hey, she's like a beautiful, like badass chick in this movie who, you know, like, is there any sort of like empowerment or like, yeah, sure. you know I, what I, I mean? Like, yeah, I guess I guess we're talking about that if none of this happens. And honestly, we're not talking about this. Like we're talking about is like what made Will Smith get up out of his seat and slap Chris Rock in the mouth and not punch Chris Rock or not tackle Chris Rock, but right. slap and walk back down. Was was Will Smith drunk? I don't think so. I, I, I you know, I don't think he was. I think what I think her eye roll and then him laughing and then him seeing her not happy fucking was like, all right, well, it's either you or me, Chris. Man, you you think it just like it was a bad, obviously it wasn't pre-planned. So I mean, I agree with you. I think he looked over and saw that she wasn't excited about it, and he did laugh, like which makes me think like he doesn't know how to, like he doesn't know what his opinion is about jokes, right? Which is weird because if he's just like laughing, it's just like oh she doesn't like that joke, like oh now I'm mad is insane, and he just walks up on stage. Does he do this? Does he do this if he's like seated in row ten? You know, is it? The, yes, because he was. It, yeah, that's a great point. Because he's fucking. He's right on top of the stage. He's, he's there. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a shorter walk. If he's in row fucking like I thirteen and just takes him like seven minutes to walk up, like that's a different story. Yeah, no, that's very good. Yeah, I yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of variables. If it was a different presenter who made that joke, does he get <laughs> up there? Chris Rock. I mean, he's sizably much larger than chris rock will smith is you know what i mean like he's got reach and, and weight on him chris rock is not a big guy so he's got all these things on here you know does he go uh, yeah I, I so to answer that question what's motivating will smith to do this i think it's I, and i wrote this down i was like i think it's i think it's this is a man unfortunately and i love will smith i've loved will smith and pretty much everything that he's done uh he's fine i he's feel fine. like I, I i just feel like he's trying to act like he's trying to act like a will smith he's just like trying to act like it like everything yes was, that's what i saw in the academy award like night like it wasn't like he was offended he was just like oh this is like i need this to be is, a husband now this is what yes. a husband does yes like, yeah this is a man that's lost that has lost sight of like who he is because you said it you you said it where it was like he doesn't even know what his opinions are on jokes right like yeah. this is a man who is so like he's he's so caught in the like 
the perception of Will Smith that he doesn't know who he is anymore and he doesn't know when to laugh. And because it was even bizarre after like after the after that all, all happened, they announced Quest Love in his movie. He, he's like dapping him up and giving him a hive and laughing. It's like, did you not realize what the fuck you just did? <laughs> 30 seconds ago this is an insane moment and also not to be whatever but like you totally destroyed quest love or any of you know even if it had been quest love any of those guys who were up for that documentary war you totally destroyed their moment because everyone was like holy fuck what yeah. just happened what are we processing but this is a guy who is like he it's false bravado he's trying to because he's been he's been he's been getting it from all sorts of the 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 internet before this right with the whole red table talks and him eating it with their open relationship with jada and all this other stuff movies aren't going well his the movies with his kids aren't going great like things were i i heard this and i thought this was very interesting because he came up in the era of celebrity where kind of like almost pre-internet or internet and social media wasn't really like a big thing. And his moves and his steps were very measured and calculated. And everyone had talked very much about like Will Smith's like, I'm going to become the biggest movie star in Hollywood. And this is the game plan to go do it. And I executed it and I went and did it. And then, then the like, the, the, the border between yourself and your persona became blurred with like Kardashians and all the social social media stuff. And he got involved with it. And it was kind of like, Oh shit. Then he starts sharing like a bunch of extra stuff that maybe people aren't ready for. And he maybe wasn't thinking that people were going to have criticisms for because he's Will Smith. And I don't really get criticized all that much for it. And then yeah. you have all this stuff flooding in there and it's like, Whoa, I am. I am swirling. I am in this late stage of my career as this mega star and the box offices aren't there. I just read that like the King King Richard movie that he was in only grossed like $38 million, which is can't be fucking great. Even though we got an Oscar out of it, like he's not Will Smith anymore. And now all this stuff about his life and his kids, all this stuff is out there and it's, it ain't great. And it's, it's, it's something that it's like, is this my chance to kind of like humanize myself to the rest of the world, be a, a doting husband, defend my wife's honor and go up and slap this comedian who's a buck 50 and uh, walk off like a, you know, like I'm some fucking tough guy. Oh God. Just, just depressing. Just depressing. It's sad. Uh, right. You about this? You about this? <laughs> nice segue. Um. I can I can do it. I can do it. Uh, NFL overtime rule. You see the postseason. <laughs> you this, you this, bro. You this. We're back. I did to hear about this, bro. I did. Yes. Yeah. They 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 rallied in the postseason, my friend. Everyone's gonna get a possession. One possession a team. What's the only thing that breaks the possession? What's the only thing that breaks this rule? What's the only thing that breaks this rule? What do you mean? Safety. A safety. Ooh, safety. So, yeah, so if you if you receive the ball and then your safety's turned on you, you lose the game. I like it. I'm liking it. Who's who's? I uh, do you think in our audience is very much Chiefs fans. Do you think Chiefs fans are kind of like, oh, now we decide when the Bills don't get it. We didn't. We, we wasn't good enough before. Actually, Chiefs fan has a lot more shit to worry about. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to worry about uh, overtime rules in the postseason. They got yeah. Oh, well, you don't like this Tyreek Hill trade, huh? Oh, I 
No, I, I think I think it's smart long term for the team. I think it's uh, I think Andy Reid's taking a page out of Bill Belichick's book. I did not like go all in, but it's just like I like I, number one. I I don't like it for either teams. Like, yeah, Hill on the Dolphins is going to be like, where's the fucking football at? Right, like you right. Have to get someone to get you the football. That's what right. makes the offense work. But on the Chiefs side, like they they were already leaning towards like taking the ball out of like Mahomes going just yard and everything and just trying to get it like kind of back to like possession football, like, you know, like let's gain seven, seven yards of pass. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, but with the, with that, with the chiefs, I, I do think it's like the perfect sell high on yeah a guy that, you know, size and speed is something that is not guaranteed forever. So sell on him more so than any other assets and try and infuse with other younger talent. So, yeah, I think I think we talked about this before, right? It's also like it's just it's get what you can for the asset and just like look long term, which makes it makes sense for the Chiefs. It just it sucks that the Chiefs are in like the most difficult division in football since we've been alive. Yeah. There's been nothing more difficult than the AFC West than it is right now. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. I heard about it be let's talk about the fucking hollywood and why they suck no i'm sorry i'm just kidding <laughs> uh oh i did i did uh i had a couple of emails i want to bring up oh beep 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 um what's this email say these are gonna hit you these are gonna hit you pretty quick all right that's a business email doesn't make any sense no no don't read that can you send me the invoice for q1 yeah Okay, uh, we could all use a laugh. This is uh, from Bing, emailer of the pod. We all see the laugh uh, during these trying times. What are the best TV or movie character laughs? Uh, it could be a scene or a character's laugh. For example, Tom Hanks in the Money Pit. Oh, that's the best one. That is the. I love that scene. That's a great scene. It's like ha ha ha. Tom, Tom Hanks does have a kind of a good laugh. Yeah, yeah, but he's got an a that one's an exaggerated one where he fills up the tub. I think it's a tub in that one, and it crashes through the floor. So he's like, ha, 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 and just just goes off for like thirty, uh, probably like a minute of just like insane. Like he's reached his breaking point. Laugh. That's a great laugh. Um, interesting, great laughs. I'm trying to think of like a great. Great laugh. I mean, it is it's kind of Hanks. If you go back to the drama, it's like Hanks always is a good laugh. What do you got? Hanks is good. I just thought of the most like mimicked or parodied laugh, Eddie Murphy, like Beverly Hills. That's a great laugh. That's always gonna get you. Um Chris Farley and some of the Saturday night where he really has that like exasperated, like <laughs> You know what I mean? Where they like loses it. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's really good. That's really yeah. Good. Yeah. Those are the two that I got. Uh, all right. Uh, big five. In this new modern era of NBA basketball, Francis are trying to create a big three roster with elite superstars and a bunch of random scrubs. Yikes. Um, what's the last truly great NBA roster made organically and win a championship? All right. Pre-Big Three. So when did the Big Three start? The Big Three started, what, as Celtics, Ray Allen, Garnett? Celtics, Ray Allen, Garnett, Paul Pierce, yes. <laughs> Miami three. then. 
like really like supersized it with the player empowerment area era with uh um you know lebron taking his talents to south beach <laughs> um i mean if we're gonna say organically you'd have to look to the the most recent would be like the well, i think that's what we're saying so let's let's define like what the big three is so we're looking for uh the first chip that doesn't have a big three movement right well that you'd have to go to the pistons when they defeated Ooh, yeah. them yeah that's probably the most recent one uh set up for you bro this yeah is- set up it was set up nicely for me i was thinking i was like oh i got this answer real quick um, but I mean, you know, they had traded Grant Hill, they brought in and then gotten Ben Wallace that, you know, a lot of teams had thought like that, that was kind of the, the poo-poo platter for, uh, Grant Hill, you know, Richard Hamilton was there. Uh, they, they get Chauncey Billups, Tayshawn Prince, they drafted, um, this yeah, is kind of right. the team. Yeah. This is the team. Yeah. This is the team. Right. So it's like, were you frustrated have- with Grant Hill? No, you can't. I love Grant Hill. I love Grant Hill. You couldn't really blame his ankle injuries for it. I, Grant Hill's like one of the greatest like what ifs of like the most recent modern NBA era. Because if his ankles don't go bad, like this guy is a legit like. A lot of teams were like, "This guy's a fucking problem." Like he was a walking triple double, unbelievable skill level, and um, I mean definitely like made for the modern or for that era of basketball didn't have much of a three-point shot but man it was he versatile and at six eight could rebound fucking run the offense through him i mean he would have been a real problem uh and all around like great guy like fantastic franchise guy just never can get it got a little kind of second uh life with the phoenix suns and phoenix had like a run where their training staff was like heralded for their ability to rehab players and get it back i'm sure it's probably gonna come out some balco-esque you know <laughs> fucking story or whatever but either way i mean he, he had a fucking second life in there but man i love i love grant hill he was great like grant hill's ankles can bench 180 <laughs> right 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 <laughs> how does this happen um done bro okay so i'm bringing up the last email i do like this hot Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Uh, there's another laugh. Is that a laugh? It's hot cha-cha-cha-cha. A laugh. Okay. So uh all right, the Golden Raspberry uh is awarded to the worst movie of the year. Most of the time they get it right. Of uh, the last decade, which winner for the worst picture did they get wrong? Meaning to say, uh, is this movie not the fucking bad? Or are they all turds? Okay. So uh we got a little Got a little hint for each one, which I will drop on here. Uh, 2010, The Last Airbender. Uh, Matt Simon liked it. So, direct call out. Um, Jack and Jill, 2011. Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler movie. Um, Al Pacino was in this movie, right? Al Pacino uh, is in Jack and Jill. Yes. Al Pacino is in Jack and Jill. 2012, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. Go Team Jacob. 2013, Movie 43. That, that movie's an insane story. 2014, uh, Saving Christmas, not to be confused with Saving Private Ryan. Sure, we got that. 2015, um, Fantastic Four. Uh, 2016, I don't know, Hillary's America, The Secret of the Democratic Party. 2017, The Emoji Movie, which the C. Miller actually saw. 2018, Holmes and Watson. I saw The Emoji Movie. That was a cartoon. I like that one. That wasn't that bad. Holmes and Watson, which I actually took my uh, niece and nephew to see. Because I did not see that one. Uh, 2019 cats 
Uh, I don't see that. Butthole version 2020 absolute <laughs> proof. Um, okay, so that, that's it. So, um, <laughs> what's even the question? Did they get right? All, all those movies terrible? You yeah. All, you know, yeah, they're all bad. They're all they're bad. bad. I don't know if I would get, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot worse movie during the Emoji Movie run. There had to have been. But I'd, I'd, I mean, come on. I, I feel like that, that is a little like of a matrix of an equation of like all the voice talents that are in there, probably the amount that was spent on the movie and a fucking bomb to the box office. But my kids liked it. Why are you putting a cartoon on there? Who cares? You know what I mean? Cartoons are meant to be fucking shitty kids movies. It's not for adults. That's true. Cartoons. Tough shot. All right. You policy shut up. Bring us to the jam. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. I'm curious about the movie 43. I don't know this movie. And you, you oh, the movie, oh, the movie, yeah, movie 43. No, it was like, it has like a lot, like Emma Stone's in it. Like, what? There's, yeah, there's a load of actors in it. It's a bunch of like little just segmented movies, but like, it's supposed to be the producer tricked them all into doing it. They're just <sighs> like, they're like this, like Hugh Jackman's in it. Get the like, fuck. What is this movie? It's crazy. Look it up. And he, they basically were just like, they were just like, this name's in it, will you do it? And then they just got all these names to do it. And there's like these all little, like just little independent pieces. Like they're... Holy shit. I love this. Where are, are we in the era... Sorry, no, we, we got to get to Nia. But are we in the era of scam artists? <laughs> of this course. Scam artist era? Yeah. Because I literally, I literally just... I, I literally just watched like we saw like the the Jared Leto's got the We World thing on there, you know what I mean? I just the Doctor Misses a Commission just watched the Netflix thing about the the, the, the dropout. Chick- yeah, the dropout. Not the dropout. What's the dropout? The dropout's with um, it's about Elizabeth Holmes. Oh Please. yes, no 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 I no I did not see no not seeing the dropout. I'm talking about the other one, the one who pr- pretended the fake heiress, the fake German heiress. Oh, what is that? This is a, a chick who pretended to be a fake German heiress who you know almost yeah, you're you're right. I think it, I think it's the backlash to fake it till you make it. Yes. Oh think yes. Thing. And I the, think now like people are just fucking we're at the fire festival, fucking all this <laughs> exactly, shit, man. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's fucking nuts. Oh, fucking big. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, sorry. Let's get back no, to what we really no, came it's for. Good. It's good. <laughs> what we're here. Um uh, <laughs> The most important thing, top white man can't jump moments. Of course. Are Where you here for 30-year-old movies in, in our Neapolitan showdown? <laughs> Where we need to be. Um, all right. My number three, my number three spot is um when Woody Harrelson whispers to uh Wesley Snipes, don't worry, Sydney. I hustle players a hell of a lot better than you. Ooh. Like that's we're cooking with gas. That's the top of the movie. They're they're shooting their uh, not free throws, but they're shooting the three pointers from the top of the key. Yeah, for his, his mouth, and we don't know. We they're trying to go five or five, and we don't know yet what the actual story is with Billy Hoyle. And now we're just like, oh shit! Like Billy Hoyle is a legit hustler. 
legit hustler. It's an all an act. I like this. I like that you set this off. Um, with your number three, I'm trying to think here. Um, to me, it's so so top scenes, right? I do like. I'm trying not to because I do like where you're coming from. Like, quotes, yeah, yeah. I like. Like, because there's, I mean, there's the hook shot, which there's, there's things that sure. make me angry at the movie, but I still love, I love the movie. The yes. Jeffrey session is bullshit. I'm sure it's your, on your list somewhere. It is on my list. Go, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> it makes me, it makes me super upset that he shoots, that they make him shoot a hook shot for an, whatever. I can shoot a million holes in this. Yes, 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 don't. It's a masterpiece. No, I was going to say, for me, I really loved, like, I loved, it's it's on there, but I loved the, like, uh, when they, when, when they get, uh, when they hustle in Watts, right? Tough players in Watts, oh, a lot of yeah. tough players in Watts. Yeah, well, yeah. they get, but they get, the Watts thing is interesting because they, they get hustled in Watts, but it's also who gets actually hustled is, Billy, Billy gets hustled. Yes, there's and a little no honor amongst thieves in that one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You, you either get smoked, you either smoked or you get smoked or you whatever smoked, it is. You smoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, and and so back. and yeah. so uh, so that was really good. But I really love like that whole scene with the big guy, the big man who goes and like robs the fucking liquor store to go get money. And like, <laughs> he's like, well, is this you? Watts. Yeah, oh my god, that's so that no what's no, that's not Watts. That's not Watts. Oh, that's shit. That's crazy, but it's just like, man, you need a gun to take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Crazier people than me out there. Like, yes. It, it's it's so funny when he that's tries That's not to Watts? Oh, shit. What that's is that? Watts. I thought that that was Watts, but I guess you're right. Because Watts was Watts was when they got Watts hustled. is when he goes uptown. Yeah, yeah I'm Watts thinking of I'm thinking of because I love it when a guy's like he gets pissed, he pull out pulls out the knife and he's <laughs> like, I'm getting my gun, I'm shooting everybody here, and everyone yeah, fucking I'm scared. shooting everybody. Yeah, 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 they go. He goes. That was that was like, a great scene. It's a lot. That's pretty good. Uh this is good three stand. All right, my number two spot is um, you can't hear Jimmy, and they're listening to Jimi Hendrix, yeah. which of course. I don't really care about Jimi Hendrix, but it's, what? I mean, it's, it's the first time. Yeah. It's the first time that we are the three, our three main, char- main characters together in the same car. We have yep. Rosie Perez. We have Wesley Snipes. We have Woody Harrelson. Yeah. It's just like, I, I can hear Jimmy. It's just like, no, you can't hear Jimmy. It's yeah. just like, no, I can listen to Jimmy, but you're not hearing Jimmy. Right. It's, it's, it's great. And there's a good joke at the end too, with like the Gladys Knight and the pimps. He's like, it's the pips. <laughs> that is like the pips. Yeah, 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 it's great. It is great. I I love it. I love another scene with all three of our characters in there featuring Gloria. I love the Jeopardy scene. I, I forget how they get there because you're, you're right. Yeah. yeah, a hook shot for a security guard to get in there is is thin at best. Big problem. Yeah. But once she gets on there, her talent is undeniable, and I love the fact that they're in the crowd, fucking like, and she's just in the zone. Foods that start with the letter Q is forever a quotable quotable. It is, but like the odds of that's the foods that start with the letter Q, and I got ten more. Like the like just the odds of that happening when her like it's just a little too movie magic script wise. I have to I have to knock it around. It's just super. It's super convenient. Super convenient or just a character who studied fucking encyclopedia <laughs> Britannica while her 
boyfriend hustle basketball so she could get her one chance to win twenty seven thousand dollars a life-changing amount that's the thing that's also crazy it's like like what so what's she once you once you win jeopardy what's the fucking next move gloria what are you doing you fucking got bar knowledge yeah he does win her back this movie's this movie's nuts it's so great uh my number one spot is i'm doing i'll always go with the studio brothers taking the photo like the the studio brothers never actually killed anybody the no. studio brothers are just like intimidation People they're just hustlers they just like everyone else yeah and then they just take a snap they act you look dead and they just take a snapshot of you and they put in the album to like intimidate other people it's it's so bizarre and it's so great as we it's just like the entire thing that's chasing woody harrelson is the sugi brothers and they're actually they don't kill anybody yeah they're not bad guys really it's what it comes down to they just <laughs> want their money no yeah they just want the cast that's it yeah um that's a good one. I do like that. Um, but for me, and it's my number one, probably because it's the ending, and then maybe you could poke holes in this as movie magic too, but when they fucking, they find out that King and Duck are playing at, at, mm-hmm. at the court, how do yeah. you not have this as your number one going he, down well, there? Here's what it is. It makes me sad. It makes me sad. That, like, it makes you sad. Because he loses Gloria. He wins the game, but he loses Gloria. Like he doesn't, like, Sydney Dean knows it's gonna happen. Yeah. Lori knows it's gonna happen, but like the only one that's not smart enough is Billy Hoyle. He thinks it's like it's he's got a good thing to be king of the duck, and he's single all his life, man. He's married to the game. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's gonna find somebody else somewhere along the line. A, so who was like in your power ranking? So, like, if we had to like uh if we were playing pickup basketball, who do you take first? Do you take uh Sydney Dean or Billy Hoyle? Oh, it's Billy. Billy is a shooter, fundamentally sound, can actually dribble a basketball. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, Good I'm going with Billy. That's yeah. That's right. Um, I'm going to win this one. I'm going to be a positive. Of course you are. To myself. Hey, should we for should we do uh map date night? Should we uh should we do GI Jane for map date night? Oh, you want to run it? Yeah, let's do it. You want to do it next week? Sure. Or we could do movie 43, but I thought GI Jane would be funny. <laughs> movie 43 might not be bad. Let's do more movie 43. That'll be day night. Right. Next week. We'll do it. Next week. I like it. Perfect. Um, MVP of the week. Um, this week, I'm I did write. I'm gonna give it to Chris Rock. Could have made this a lot weirder than it had to be. Yeah. And it's like I've never even taken his hands out of his back pocket. Weird move. But uh, weird move to yeah, to lean into. I really do think he just thought like Will Smith was gonna do some Will Smith shit. And he was just going to maybe give him like a little tongue lashing or something like that. Yeah. Like a cartwheel or something, or just like put him in like a little friendly headlock. Like, yeah, we'll smoke. So it's just like, I don't know. He he could have went, he could have went South. He could have went dirty and just like made it all like a really like fucked up thing. But it's uh yeah. Literally turn the other cheek. (laughs) Yeah. No, Chris Rock, undeniable. I can't, I can't deny that. It's great. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a lot of people have made uh, some, some cheers on this guy. Uh, Shanine Holloway, the coach of St. Peter's making the historic run recently just signed with a, a deal to, to be the head coach of Seton hall where he was a assistant before he went to St. Peter's coming back home where he was a player. Uh, I love that story. I love that arc. Um, you know, he was Shanine Holloway 
was in the McDonald's All-American game at the same time as Kobe was in 1996, won the MVP during that year, uh, had some injuries at Seton Hall, um, but was a great point guard, fucking awesome player, then leads his team now, is coming back home. I love that story. We'll go Shanine Holloway. It's my MVP. Guys, it may be sports podcast episode 212. I am Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. We listening to Mab Sports Podcast. We listen to Mab Sports Podcast. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.